Welcome back, oh. ladies and gentlemen. What? Wait, what? Your, your your mic is like webcam. Oh, okay. Give me a second here. Give me a second. I uh, I made the mistake, Jeff, of turning my computer off and then letting Windows and Discord decide what it was going to use. Oh, it's decided wrong. Yeah, one second here. I'll just pop this up here. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, actually, it still says it's supposed to be using my microphone, but it's not, so one sec. What about now? Way better. There you go. Imagine that. Huh? It wasn't even listed as my microphone from my webcam in Discord. It was still listed as my, uh, my interface. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I love technology. And as does Jeff, as we will discover here sh- shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another Technolifa podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for stopping by, for catching us live, and thank you for continuing to listen. Uh, wherever you're catching us right now, including Spotify, except we didn't get paid a hundred million dollars to do it. Uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> I can confirm. Uh, if you've never been here before, if it's your first time, hey, guess what? You picked a great time to be here. I would have said that any day of the week, but we talk about video games. We talk about TV and movies. We talk about random shit. There's a lot of penis analogies. We don't know why it just happens, but hopefully you enjoy your stay. Uh, let me get this up here for the folks at home to be able to see our uh, ugly mugs, Jeff, as time goes on. It's not getting any better. No. It's just not getting any better. I haven't showered yet today. I haven't shaved mm. in I haven't shaved in about 10 days. Hey, there you go. I'm just living the dream. Speaking of living the dream, how was your last week? Um, what did I do? It's just all blended now. <laughs> I got a new graphics card yesterday. You did, and not because, you know, not not by choice. No. I I woke up normal time, six AM. Uh laid in bed till about six thirty, quarter to seven. Sun comes in, mm. says what's up. I get up, I take a shower. I had some voiceover work to do, so I went downstairs into the uh what I use as the vocal room. This mm-hmm. is old is the podcast room. Yeah. Because it's relatively treated. So I go in there, I do the voiceover, and uh, I was getting towards the end of it. Uh, I was getting ready to just edit the uh, the voiceover, and I was like, all right, let me go over to the computer and queue up. Just jump in queue. So I go in there, first I go in the cat's room, feed the cats, come in here, open up the window, it was nice. And, and then I click the power button. And I'm looking up at the computer monitor and nothing's going on. I'm like, did I click the button? So I go look down there and I go and click it again. And all I hear is a click. And I'm like, okay, that's, I click it again. And I go, okay, well, maybe it's unplugged. So I go down to the UPS and nope, it's plugged in. So I go, I'm going to try a different UPS plug. Try it, click it. Nope, nothing. Okay. All right. Let me try it in a whole new socket. Put it in a socket, click it. Nope, nothing. So, okay. Starting to get a little weird. So I go in the back of the PC <laughs> and I turn off that little power switch and put it back on. I make sure that the power cord is in is in the uh the the um uh, the PSU mm-hmm. and uh click it again, nothing. I go, okay, this ain't good. This is not good. I mean there is so on the back of the motherboard there's the yellow lights and stuff for that are coming on, but the computer itself is just not turning on. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going, okay, okay, okay. So I unplug everything. And I tweet out, hey, this is what's going on. People will give some suggestions. So I go, okay. Mm. So I take out one stick of RAM. I try and turn it on. 
nothing. I put that one back in and I take out the other stick. I turn, try and turn it on, nothing. So I put that one back in. And then I decide to, what I do is I just unplugged the GPU. Mm-hmm. Oh, like and, just the power cables? You didn't haul? Yeah, just, yeah, just the power cables, yeah. Just the power cables. Um, And I turn the computer on. Mm. And the, the, the computer turns on. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. So something to do with the GPU. So I'm like, okay, well, I immediately turn the computer off. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe... Uh, um, the connector or something was all messed up in the computer. I don't know. So I plug the connector back in. I turn it on. Nothing. I'm like, okay, it's got to be, it's got to be the GPU. So I plug it out again. I turn it on. Next thing you know, it there's smoke coming out from the graphics card. Uh, literal, literal smoke. Like, and it smells like burnt, like like fried burning. I panic immediately because I'm like, oh my God, my fucking computer is is burning right now. <laughs> right. And it's coming from the GPU. Like it's coming from like in where the fans are and like yeah. the coils and stuff are. So I turn it on, I rip the fucking thing out of there. And I'm looking at it, it smells like dog shit. And I'm like, my graphics card is fried. So I'm like, okay, I need to get a new graphics card. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just grab another 1080 or something that's just like a little bit better no nah, bro uh, f- for now so I, I i'm looking up what places are open everything is fucking closed i th- i can't get it i even call the canada computers i call everywhere everywhere's closed so then i go on facebook marketplace and kijiji craigslist i'm like seeing who's selling graphics card not nothing so i'm like okay fuck so i call up that the the local place and uh they're they're open and I'm like, hey, man, um, pretty sure my graphics card just died. He's like, are you sure it's your graphics card? I'm like, yeah, it it was smoking. So and it smells like burning. He's like, yep, yep. Your graphics card is toast. <laughs> so I said, I said, hey, um, what graphics cards do you have? That's a 1080 equivalent or better. He said, well, we just sold our last 2070s um, and we have a 1660. Uh, we have two of those, and we have three 2080 Ti's, three of these, and he goes, uh, unfortunately, I don't think I can sell you one because the gentleman wants to buy all three, and he's coming by to pick them up. I was like, uh, all right, well, can you get can you get me anything else? He's like, well, I can I can make a few phone calls and see see what I can pull, and then there was a guy on the other end. Like it might have been his boss or something. I don't know. And he was saying something in the background. And he goes, Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you know what? We'll sell you one of them. Uh, if you want one. I was like, Okay, well, can you get me any other ones? Like, can you get me a 2070? Can you get me like uh something? So I'm not I say, How much is it? I said it's $1,799. I said, Can you get me anything <laughs> that's not this? And he said, Unfortunately, no. <laughs> and if you if you want something, it's gonna take Probably Tuesday, you know, sometime next week. And I needed to stream. Like, I can't not not work. And I knew the graphics card. I went over to the, the fucking PC that we have for the podcast. I'm like, this ain't going to fly. It's a 1650 uh, in that one. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, I said, fuck it. Uh, I'm coming down to get it. Because I just wanted to go buy it before the dude showed up and bought all three of them. So I just beeline it down there. And, well, now this is the graphics card in here. It's the 2080 Ti uh turbo oc 
and uh, $2,060 taxes in. Hasn't come down a lot from when I bought my 2080 Ti. The price has not changed much. No. So, I mean, it is what it is, right? Uh, Nothing I can do about it. I needed a graphics card. And worst case scenario, I don't have to buy a graphics card for a very long time. So Yeah, you're good for a hot minute, bro. Especially since you're still rocking 1080p. You are literally... I am. I'm going. Never going to need another graphics card for the rest of your life. If you stay 1080p, it will never need it, ever. So that was pretty much the highlight of my. When I say highlight, I mean it was was a part of my week. That, yeah, that's um, yeah, that that was unfortunate. I I was surprised though. I mean, I, I like. It's not super common for a graphics card to just fucking die. Blow up? Yeah. And it sounded like a capacitor blew on it or some shit. Like, like it's... Which it's normally only happens if the card overheats for long periods of time. Yeah. Like Nothing out of the norm happened. The night before, I just turned off my stream, shut down the PC, I shut down my computer every night. Yeah. And then when I came there in the morning to turn it on, it just wouldn't turn on. Yeah, I think short of short of it getting like a massive electric spike and popping capacitors and shit from from that, there's very little that would cause it to do that other than like age. But the age, it's not like it was that old or worked that hard. Uh, and you have a yeah, you have a uh, a, a P two EVGA platinum power yeah, supply so the power yeah. that the card is getting is about as good as you can hope for and then the motherboard is basically the best motherboard that money can buy right now uh, so like the delivery for everything so it's very strange so yeah uh, just one of those one of those things i know like i i when i got my 2080 uh, ti it was a similar thing where my uh my 980 ti uh blew up on me but that was because my uh power supply shorted Mm. and took out uh or no not my power supply the motherboard fucked up and then it took out the the graphics card at the same time and so uh yeah yeah crazy 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 but there you go well you got it you're good for a long time it is you're not gonna need a graphics card for a hot minute no i'm good you're good uh how's it been treating you probably got better frames uh yeah everywhere uh, a little bit better front yeah it's a little bit better frames while i'm playing grand theft auto i mean i'm playing grand theft auto well at this point you're gonna be bottlenecked by your cpu more than you will be by your gpu now like if you have a 30 wait 3700 right we put in that thing um there's some games where it will bottleneck the graphics card because the graphics card's too much for the cpu Uh, especially at 1080p if you were playing like 1440 or something then you're then you're maxing her out but yeah that's just too funny um yeah, my week was uh my week was was uh, different hardware issues. So, when I did the Final Fantasy 7 remake review, uh and I was playing the game, you know, I have I have it set up so I'm streaming, but I can then record raw video for the video review itself, right? Cuz you don't want to mm. if you can avoid it, you don't want to use stream footage. Yeah. Because it will get re-encoded again on YouTube. It's just going to look like fucking dog shit shit. so um uh and then the other thing that so the thing that i had set up was um the uh second capture card software 
the flashback features this is the elgato 4k uh the flashback feature allows you to basically set a time limit it's a really good feature set a time limit um that it will constantly record like the footage that's being sent to it onto a disc and then once it hits that limit it overwrites like it's almost like a the buffer stuff yeah. yeah and what it means is that you can like just scroll back and then choose chunks to actually save. So like in the past when I was doing reviews, I'd have like, if I played a game like this one and it was like fucking 60 hours, it's 60 hours of full raw video, just yeah. like the day you need like 17 trillion fucking hard drives to you know, keep it all. And you'd have to comb through all that video because you don't need all that shit for the review. There's a lot of just like dead footage. So this is super useful. Unfortunately, that flashback feature broken as hell. And so I lost a whole bunch of video footage for the Final Fantasy VII review uh, because the it was it was all busted up from a, an update. And I uh, I was hoping that by the time we were done the review and everything and and they had more updates, which they did, they had a firmware and a software update that it would fix it, but it didn't, and it's still a problem. And so uh, I was I messaged I messaged them, and unfortunately they're inundated with stuff, and it's going to take them like seven plus business days to get back to me on that one and so what i've got to do is uh i decided i'd wait a couple of the of those days before jumping into my next game to review and so i took on the crazy stupid project of uh taking shady's memopoly board that she made in like microsoft paint which was fucking wild i don't know if you've seen that board yet I that, did. that I she did, did. it's nuts so uh took that board and and i did it in photoshop um, redid all the cards, the title deeds, all that stuff. So we have like a full blown War Council gaming specific Monopoly board and game, which is going to be fire. I'm, we're going to probably play it tomorrow or Saturday. So I've I did that for a few days while I was waiting. Haven't heard back. So now what's probably going to happen is I'll just jump into the next game, which I'm going to play Ion Fury. I'll just record the whole fucking game, and it's just going to have to be one of those things where until. Until it's fixed, or we have a solution, it's going to be old school skimming through hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of gameplay footage for what we actually need for the review, but, uh, and so maybe what I'll do is I'll play shorter games until we have a fix, and not go and play like a a 70 hour fucking behemoth, uh, because Mark doesn't get paid enough to to skim through that much video. So that was my week. Oh, and sat sat on the deck every day the last like three or four days. Uh, yeah, we got patio furniture, so... Oh, been, that's right. No, yeah, I'm, we've been sit, sitting out a bit. <laughs> Somebody mentioned that you got that you were like tweeting or whatever about getting... We're talking about getting patio furniture, and I was like, man, you know we're getting fucking old when we're talking about getting patio furniture. Yep. Yep. That's but hey. pretty much it. And you want to know the sad part about it is? After I'm done this, I have a <laughs> meeting with a sponsor. And then after that... uh. I'm going to go up, sit on that patio furniture, <laughs> crack open a beer, yes, and just chill and yes. breathe fresh air. That's yes. what I'm going to do, and I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> yes. That's what I was doing before this. We were, uh, Em and I were outside on the patio furniture, Good. getting some vitamin D, yep. uh, and just enjoying fresh air, and, and at least fooling our brains into thinking we aren't currently trapped in a household. Yes, that's basically the entire purpose of that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, video game news, Jeff. We have some stuff to talk about. You ready to talk about video game news? I'm ready. My body's ready. All right. First up, about streaming in general. 
Despite massive growth within the streaming industry, we're talking about hours watched, the number of people involved in watching um, on in this industry now. The numbers have just uh, come out. And uh, unfortunately, despite all the money that Mixer spent to uh, try and pump their numbers up because they had rookie numbers and they had to pump those numbers up, as we would recall with the acquisition of Shroud uh, and Ninja, their numbers have gone exactly nowhere. Yep. Everyone else's numbers up. Mixers, literally nowhere. Uh, and in a way that I am, I mean, I have some thoughts about this, but this is, this has got to be internally at Mixer. People got to be going, guys, we got to step, we got to step it up a bit right now. So just to give you guys an idea. So in two, I'll, I'll I'll give you the comparison. So in, uh, in April of 2019, Twitch had, uh, apparently adjusted, they had some adjusted numbers here. I don't know if one is just gaming numbers and the, and the second number is gaming plus, um, uh, non-gaming content. So like IRL section or whatever. I think that's what's those, what those two numbers represent, but I'll give you just the, the not bracketed number. Uh, oh yeah, that is what that is. Just chatting music. So I'll give you just the gaming number just for apples to apples here. 750 million hours watched in April of 2019 on Twitch. April of 2020, 1.491 billion. Mm. Doubled it. Doubled it, basically. YouTube gaming, April 2019, 279 million. April 2020, 461 million. That's a 65% increase for YouTube gaming. Facebook Gaming, which you shouldn't believe any of this shit because they fudge the numbers more than anyone, but still we'll say them anyway. 86 million in April 2019, 291 million in April of 2020. We've talked about Facebook Gaming in the past, I believe on this podcast, where we were discussing how Facebook will, whether you like it or not, put video live on pages all over the place to pump the numbers up. They're just basically bullshitting their way through it. Uh, and yep. with the fan, with the with the user base they have, uh, they just throw some videos out. Numbers are going to go through the roof. That's what you're mostly seeing there. Not all of it, yep. but the vast majority of that the increase. Vast majority. The vast mixer, majority. Mixer Mixer is getting more legit views than what yes. Facebook Gaming is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mixer. Here we go. Thirty-seven point oh four mil in April of two thousand and nineteen. And then in 2020, 37.1 mil for a earth-shattering 0.2% growth year on year. Damn, and how many millions of dollars did they use to acquire I mean, said that's talent? A lot of money, bro. Like a we'll lot say, of money. We'll say we'll say they spent, you know, 70 million dollars in acquisitions and they got a 0.2% growth. Dude, they spent 10 million dollars, 0.2% growth is abysmal. That's just bad. And you know what, though? And we talked about this actually a couple of times uh, in the past as well, I think, where we were discussing the fact that despite the fact that Mixer has made these acquisitions, that's pretty much all they've done. They haven't really really pushed the platform itself. They just bought up some talent. And it's Mm -hmm. like they were hoping that just by virtue of buying up some talent, that that would do all the work for them but they haven't really made any other moves in ways that would grow, uh, grow the platform 
outside of the minimal growth they would get just by acquisition. My guess is, is and, and also think about this, uh, they're up 0.2% and we're in the middle of a pandemic. Imagine if we weren't exactly. in a pandemic, their shit has gone down. Imagine if they didn't make the acquisitions. Yeah, uh, it'd be bad. My guess is, and I'm still a little bullish on Mixer as much as as crazy as that sounds. And I say that because I think come 2021, there you're gonna. I think I made that prediction too uh, when they bought up uh, Ninja and Shroud. Is I think in 2021 you're gonna see a boom with Mixer, and I say that because the new Xbox is coming out, and I think they're gonna integrate Mixer big time with this new console. And I think um, it's going to introduce a lot of people to Mixer because the vast majority of people that watch Twitch don't even know Mixer exists. And at the very least, they don't, and if they do, it's just something that they heard Ninja and Shroud went to. It's not, it's not something they, a lot of people even give a chance. A lot of people hate on Mixer just because it's not Twitch. And there's a stigma that like, hey, only, only the sellouts go over to Mixer. And you got to bleed purple because there is Twitch is almost like your favorite sports team. How dare you root for another sports team? This is the one that, you know, everybody needs to be a part of. And within that sports team, there's different communities and stuff, which is great. But I think what Mixer is going to do is there's going to be huge integration with the new Xbox. And sure, they bought out Shroud and and Ninja and some others. But I think Shroud and Ninja, I don't necessarily think that they were the play to bring massive viewership to Mixer. I think that they were hoping that, number one, it would create a bit of a domino effect so that other uh, streamers go, okay, you know what? If these guys are going, maybe I should think about going. But I also think the big play is now they have these two big gaming figures that are going to be able to push the brand for new titles. You're talking, you know, your Halos, you know, selling more copies of Minecraft, um, being a big part. I'm guarantee you, you're going to see Ninja and Shroud's fucking face all over the new Xbox. When that shit comes out, they're going to be plastered on backgrounds. They're going to be front page mixer. And you can't have a bunch of fucking nobodies on join, join us on mixer on the platform. Mm. You need to have those celebrities. You need to have those, those faces that people just know about. Or that you are easily searchable. Who the fuck is Shroud? Who the fuck is Ninja? I think everybody knows who Ninja is by now. He's more famous than Shroud is, uh, just from a celebrity standpoint. But I think the play is is they are putting their money. They're going to get their money's worth, dude. They might not get it worth right now from the viewership, but just from having those two big uh, names, they're going to get a return on investment just from being able to use them. I even thought I saw crowd do a an xbox commercial like like last week um so it's you know it's already starting but guaranteed that new xbox comes out you're gonna see it like you see it on uh playstation when it comes to twitch you know i turn on my my playstation 4 and there's a huge twitch you know it's it's all over the place right you're gonna see that with with um with the xbox yeah the i i agree is that uh, you know it's not i <laughs> They're obviously playing is I wouldn't call it the long game. No. But it's like a 
it's not a short term game either. They're they're playing. They're they're. Uh, it's a piece of it's a piece of the puzzle, um, of their overall strategy. But I do feel like they're still failing pretty miserably in the interim, getting there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're agree. not because the names Shroud and Shroud and Ninja's value was at its peak from a pull in the first few months of them being on that platform. Yeah. And they didn't leverage it at all. At all. Yeah. Yes, there will be value for sure. And I agree with you. And that's definitely something we talked about, especially in regards to Shroud and, and Halo was when Halo drops, uh, Halo Infinite and, and the new and Ninja and the, and, um, and uh, the next Xbox is, is there and all of that's going to come together. It was like a perfect yeah. storm kind of situation for them. That's a big leverage point for sure. But it's kind of like, it's kind of, it's kind of wasted potential to just buy them up, have all that momentum from the purchase, all the rumblings, <clears throat> the, the viewer count being as high as it would be up front before it dropped off. Mm-hmm. Uh, inevitably because like you said not very many people know about mixer if they do it's just almost like a, a thing in the cloud they don't really think about it uh more than just it exists uh they won't give it a chance um and and like we've talked about in the past with people switching platforms people are just fucking lazy they want everything yeah. to be on one platform yeah. they don't they don't want to have to open a browser tab and go to another it seems it seems completely silly but in the reality the reality is that's just how it is for the the majority of viewers they're just lazy as fuck they want everything to be on one place easily accessible and not have to think about multiple locations and multiple uis and different chat systems and and, well they don't want different accounts and they just want everything to be in one exactly easy place and that's a big steep hill the climb so you get a i was very surprised to see them not capitalize more on that initial buzz and the the strength of their those two men's brands and and viewerships up front and to try and bridge that that gap because it's not a short gap i mean we're talking almost a year yeah or more before what we're talking about now about them being on on the dashboard and pushing uh mixer on the new xbox and the halo infinite drop and everything that's a long gap to go with no bridge in that marketing strategy and we just haven't seen anything out of them and i I think this is very indicative of that short-term strategy where we've seen exactly zero growth despite the fact like like you said we're in a pandemic Viewer numbers for streaming services are, are through the fucking roof. You've yep. got two of the biggest fucking acquisitions short of PewDiePie in the entirety of the fucking streaming world, and you've mm-hmm. resulted in 0.2% growth year on year. That's a massive failure. That's not even treading water at that point. That just tells you, like you said, if this wasn't a pandemic and you didn't make those acquisitions, you'd You're be down. like you'd be like negative probably fucking 20%. Yeah, you'd be down. So easy. Easily. Yeah. Easily. So, yeah, Easily. Uh, I don't Probably more. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't uh, I, I hope whatever they've got planned starts the wheels start turning on that soon. Yeah. Um, well, the crazy thing is, think about this. If it was YouTube that bought Ninja and Shroud, you would see way more than a 0.2 percent uh, uptick. 
And the reason why is because YouTube is already something that people use, that people are used to. They already have their accounts. They can easily go and watch other people's content and things like that. People are way more likely. And trust me, YouTube is an infinitely shittier platform. The friction to get into YouTube is so much lower because they already have accounts and they already use the the service. Yeah, Exactly. If it was Shrouded Ninja that got bought out by YouTube Gaming, YouTube would have benefited way more up front than what Mixer is. I still think Mixer, ultimately, if they even... Dude, here's the crazy thing. Here's the the other crazy thing. Hit me! How long is Ninja and Shroud's contract? Not long enough. Because (laughs) if it's... If it's if it's what it's rumored to be, it was two years then? Well, two years. They've right? already almost burned half of it. They've but... already burned one. Yeah. Okay. New consoles coming out maybe this year. We still don't even know, right? But we'll say it comes out this year. It's still gonna take time. Even if it does, it takes time to get traction. Right? Exactly. Yeah. This is especially during these times. Yes. <laughs> Bro, by the end yes. of their two-year term, which is going to be coming sooner than later. Yes. In order to even get your money's worth with Shroud and Ninja for long-term longevity, you're going to have to re-sign them. And if you think Shroud and Ninja, after they've already made their bag and their viewership has gone down by the hundreds of percent, that they're just going to sign a contract that is less than what they've already signed in the past, hell no. Now they want more. Now they want more money because now they know the real value. Hey, if you're really going to start building this platform off us, do you want to slap our image and our likeness all over the Xbox is uh, Xbox, whatever uh, one, whatever, whatever the fuck the thing is called. One S X S series X series X. (laughs) Then you need to, uh, you need to pay us because they're going to be on their phone with their agents with Twitch. And they're going to go, Hey, how would you love to have an epic comeback with Ninja and Shroud? Yes, we would. Hey, we might not be able to pay as much as Mixer did, but you know what? We'll pay you. We'll sign you for a few years. You'll bleed purple again and watch your viewer count spike all over again because that's what will happen. Oh, yeah. Shroud and Ninja come back to Twitch tomorrow. Ninja goes from 4,000 concurrent to 40,000 concurrent within three days. Yeah. I guarantee it. 100%. It'll be a big, it'll be a big deal. So they need to figure out what they're doing with these guys and they need to pray to God that they can re-sign with them unless there's a clause within the contract that says, hey, they have the option to buy them out for another so many years at the same rate uh, that it was before. I don't know what kind of deal that they made, but if they can't, imagine if Ninja and Shroud both leave at the end of their two-year contract, assuming that's it. I mean, you're, you're, you're back at square one. And, and and not only that, in the eyes of most people, 99%. That was a failure. Nobody else is going to go, dude. You're not going to get a Dr. Disrespect. He's already signed with Twitch. You're not going to get a Tim the Tad. He's already signed with Twitch. You're not going to get any of the other big streamers because they saw what happened with Shroud and Ninja. It's like, it's like, it's like the proof is in the pudding. And the only way they would ever get those guys with another bucket load of money, a truck, two Brinks trucks full of money. And why would Mixer do that when they know that 
they just did it with the two biggest names in gaming, and it didn't work out. So why would they do it with somebody else? They're not going to get a return on investment. So they better they better figure this out. Uh, within six months after Xbox, uh, the new Xbox launches, because if not, this was almost all gone to waste in a in a failed attempt. The only thing they did was put a lot of money in the pockets of streamers and created this whole thing of buying out streamers, which is great for streamers. Uh, not so good for the pocketbooks of, you know, yeah. these companies that already had them to begin with. I, I really, that, that has been like, it has been the most confusing thing is just the whole concept of not having uh, capitalized on them at all in this opening segment of the contract time. It's just, um, it, it just goes like we've, we've, uh, we've saw in, not too long ago, the kind of management that Mixer is currently experiencing. I don't know if you remember that that video mm-hmm. that we watched. Oh, the video, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, forget. So you know what? I don't think it would be bold to say that it is unlikely that they are going to properly capitalize on their acquisition, and they'll probably find a way to blame it on the streamers at the end of it. Um, it's it's uh, it's embarrassing, and it's unfortunate because Mixer as a platform, there's nothing wrong with it. The, 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 there's they there's no reason for it to only got have 0.2 percent growth there's just no Crazy. reason so uh yeah they need to uh i think they need to no pun intended mix it up at the management level and uh and get some people in there that actually know what the fuck this industry is about or they're gonna they're not gonna have a leg to stand on and like you said they're not gonna have a fallback because if uh, again like if a stream, if streamers that that mixer approach in the future, look at it and go, well, fucking Shroud and, and Ninja barely, you know, they made a bunch of money, and so that's nice. But if Shroud and 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 Ninja didn't make it on your platform, how the fuck? What the fuck am I ain't doing o- o- over ain't there? Nobody else. Yeah, ain't nobody else doing it. And so nobody. it's the 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 amount of money that they would have to pay for the the talent level is going to have to go up. And they're not going to ever be able, like you said, to get their money back. It's like a, it's, they had, it's one of those things where they had one shot. They had one shot and they shot themselves in the foot the only, so far. The only way that they couldn't have had, or they could have had a better shot was to not shoot so fucking high in the first yeah. go. At best. But yeah, we'll see. They do have time. They can still turn it around to a degree and, and make, you know, more out of these acquisitions. But so far it has resulted in. I mean, I'm I'm just going to call it a net loss because uh, it's mm. a pandemic, and you have those two names as point two. You've actually gone down. You're actually just if everyone else is is sixty five to two hundred percent, percent, and you're at point yeah. two. No, you actually dropped. Yeah, you're losing. <laughs> you dropped. You you're dropped. Losing right now. In uh, a pandemic, you're losing. Next up, as it turns out, unfortunately, we got all excited about it. Tony Hawk One and Two will not have every single music track uh, in the game. Almost all of them, though. And of the five that couldn't be secured, really, for me, there was only one of these tracks that uh, I, I kind of cringed a little bit at the loss of. But we had Psycho Vision, uh, Committed, Bring the Noise is the one that fucking hurt me the most to hear. That's mm. an iconic fucking track. Um, that's the biggest, that's the biggest down. Uh, Somebody you know, wanted a lot of money. They wanted a lot of money on that. And then there was the High, uh, the high and Mighty and... Uh, Alley Life were the the five in total. Yeah, that's un- unfortunate uh, to lose those. But hey, 
The fact that there was only five of them that are missing, I'm still happy with that. I just wish that they had locked down Bring the Noise, because that shit is... That's... It's a fire song. It's a fire fucking song. Uh, next up, Giphy. This is not really gaming related, but sort of something in our, in our, uh, up our alley. Giphy, if you don't know what Giphy is, Giphy is a website entirely dedicated to, if you might want to guess, GIFs, uh, animated GIFs, and, uh, it's basically a repository for damn near every GIF on the internet in some way, shape, or form. There are very few GIFs that don't exist on Giphy, uh, that are on the internet, uh, or have at least passed through that platform. Facebook, I haven't exactly put my finger on why, because I'm not smart enough. But Facebook just acquired Giphy for $400 million. And thrown around money. And so now, like, the only thing I could come up with was Facebook was like, hey, hey, stockholders, we're going to use your money for something. Here it is. We bought Giphy. Uh, we'll say the gifts that you can use on Facebook are hot garbage. So perhaps <laughs> they'll be able to, like, plug in the database from Giphy so that you can merging. actually. Yeah. That's the. See, that's I think the what they're trying to do is they're trying to become more like Twitter for yeah. their feeds, and they just they just don't have the infrastructure for it right now. So maybe this is the play, right? So people are just spending more time doing their feeds with gifts and shit. But who knows? There you congrats, go. Congrats, Giphy. Got a bag. <laughs> they secured the bag, and now they are gone. <laughs> they're out. Uh, Time to go buy a Lambo. Twitch-related stuff is uh, always fun. Uh, Twitch's new safety advisory council. You hear about that, Beauty? I did. People were talking about it in the chat and stuff, and then I went and saw a clip of some chick just running her mouth, and I was like, dude, I can't be be bothered. It's... That's pretty much it. It's just another weird... It's just another weird Twitch thing that I I just... uh, You know what? It's... You know that, that there's that image of 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 um, Principal Skinner from The Simpsons standing under this tree. And it's like you know, you know, uh, am I? It's like like am I out of touch? No, it's the kids who are wrong or whatever the fuck. I must be that guy. I'm the old man now. I don't get Twitch's decisions ninety eight percent of the fucking time. I don't understand them anymore. The Safety Advisory Council sounds like the biggest load of buzzword bullshit. I could uh, fucking come up with for for a website that that they had to then clarify what the actual purpose of this advisory council was to be after so much backlash surrounding the one person that you were uh, referencing having heard about furiously Steph um got in in hot water over um so the actual council because people at first were thinking that these people were going to be partial hires into twitch as a as almost like a board Mm -hmm. right to to help determine um policy and things like that surrounding some of the more uh minefield situations uh, that happen on the platform and there was a wide variety of people there uh, of course that were selected for various reasons Uh, But after all that followed, they had to clarify. So they said here, uh, we said in our blog post that we were looking for uh, looking for the council to advise on a variety of things from advising on new policies to promoting healthy streaming habits. But we could have been clear about the tasks the council will be involved with. 
Council members will not make moderation decisions, nor will they have access to any details on specific moderation cases. They are not Twitch employees, and they do not speak on Twitch's behalf. While we value their opinions and their right to share them, they are independent uh, actors who will have opinions that are, sh- are that are not shared by either Twitch, Twitch employees, or even by other members of the council. Nevertheless, we believe that having diverse viewpoints will make the council and its recommendations stronger and ultimately better for our community. So before I move on to the next paragraph, what I have to say is it sounds, call me crazy, but I feel like they've managed to contradict themselves in a single paragraph. On one hand, they're saying that council members aren't going to be making moderation decisions or will they have access to any uh, cases and they're not employees. They do not speak. They don't speak on Twitch's behalf. They and while they value their opinions, they are not. You know, they are not Twitch's opinions. But then at the end, they go through all that. But then at the end, they go. They they say that uh, ultimately this team is specifically to advise Twitch on on what to do going forward. So it's like the it's like it's it's basically like Twitch is taking a, a section of people, separating them outside of the of of Twitch's circle, so that if they implement anything from there, it's like they have a scapegoat. I don't like it's it's like yeah, but it's not Twitch's opinions what these people say, but yet we Twitch chose these people to be on the platform. So it's like by proxy, they have to in some way, some way, shape, or form be representative of something that Twitch feels like will be useful in terms of mirroring values that Twitch is hoping to achieve as a platform. It's like a weird fucking way to frame what the council is supposed to be accomplishing. Well, from what I, from what I'm getting from this is they sound like they're, um, they're just used as, as council. So if Twitch has a a thing that they're thinking about implementing or these people have ideas, they can submit those ideas or give honest feedback about what Twitch is trying to do to these select individuals. They all have their different varying opinions. And then with that information, Twitch makes a decision or they can either pick and choose what they think is good and what will work. But ultimately they don't make the decisions. You know, there it's not like they're voting on, Hey, this is the policy or thing that we want to do. Let's take a vote from the, the members of the no, council. They're, they're advising they're, they're advi- they're an advisory they're, council. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, um, they're doing, you know, uh, no, I understand. I understand that point. Yeah. I just find it weird how they're, how they're, positioning themselves in this blog well, the post. reason well the reason why they're doing this dude it's when did this come out a couple days ago it's from emmett yeah so you know why they're doing this is because the the girl uh, on the board made some really really radical and ridiculous comments mm-hmm. and she's on this council and people were going fucking crazy so this is damage control this is them saying, listen, this does not reflect, and they've made it very, 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 very clear. The opinions of these people are do not reflect the opinions of Twitch and the other people 
within the council. Not only that, they're not even hired by us. They're not employees, which means you can't even say that we have them hired so that you can go after us because it's an employee of Twitch. These are quite literally streamers that are getting together and doing their thing. They made it very, very clear here, and this is nothing but damage control. And this is letting everybody know this is Twitch cleaning their hands away from any potential now drama and future drama that may be surrounded by any of these people or future people on the council. Because if that's the case and somebody does something ridiculous then or says something ridiculous or gets banned or whatever, people are going to go, hey, dude, why in the fuck do you have this person on your on a council making decisions or suggesting decisions? And they're breaking TOS, yet you won't even ban people that are actually breaking TOS. This makes no sense. Why are you playing favoritisms? Why are you associating yourself with people that are doing dumb shit? So that's what I think was here, and this is coming straight from Emmett's mouth, and it's worded in a way that it it literally does exactly what I just said. It keeps their hands clean. They can do it, and there's no repercussions or they're saying hey don't come yell at me it's the same thing when when you go on twitter don't shoot the messenger yeah you you go you go hey all opinions expressed here of is of me and not the company or sponsors and blah 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 that's just so that these companies and twitch in particular has their ass covered because the last thing you want to do is have somebody that looks to be either racist radical uh, they say oh, something homophobic. They do something crazy on stream um, or whatever, and they are directly connected with Twitch. That's a bad look. Yeah, right? of course. So yeah, that I think that's why they, this is coming out now. And in, I, do I think that this would be out right now if all this shit didn't happen? No, I don't think so. It's just straight. I don't think uh, you'd see this. It's it's. I get I get all that. I just find it. I I just. Much like any other situation, I'm not saying this one, just this one specifically, because this is not uncommon in any industry where where uh, companies as a whole try to separate themselves from their employees so that, like you said, if somebody does something crazy stupid, it is not reflected directly on the company necessarily. But in this case, because they're not employees... And they're and they're and Twitch is choosing them to be part of an advisory council. There is literally no way that you can look at it and not know that Twitch is involved in the construction of this council. And so to then have them, it's it's just it's just fucking. Look at it. I look at it, dude. I would imagine they're being paid. Um, they, there's some sort of benefit that goes on with this. So whether they're getting travel to events or travel to uh, headquarters, um, whatever, this special, I think they're probably getting paid. I don't know. So I'm just guessing. And my thing is, is they're not actually an employee. And they said that very specifically. Yeah, they're not an employee. Contract. No. I think they're, they're a contract workers. I think they're contracted in to give their opinion on something and whether it gets used or it doesn't get used, it's whatever. And if their services are no longer wanted, they just switch them out with somebody new. They grab somebody that has a very different background that maybe give you a different a, a view on a certain si- a situation or whatever. Um, I think it's. I think that's pretty much it. I think there it, it's it's consulting. That's yeah. what this is. 
It's so work. they go on to say all uh, all participants care deeply about the Twitch community and want to help make it a better place. It's a commitment of time and energy from them, and we're grateful for their contribution to help us improve Twitch policy. Harassment directed at council members, or this is what made me specifically chuckle. Harassment directed at council members or anyone at or on Twitch only underscores the importance of the council. We do not condone bullying or harassment of any kind and will continue to take action against accounts who engage in that behavior, which the greatest irony of that statement from Emmett is that this is, as you said, is damage control based on what's happened, but the damage control is for one of the council members doing exactly what that paragraph just says the council is supposed to be standing in place to try and help prevent. Uh, You know, furiously steps... Said some, like you said, some pretty wild things here that people have pulled up. Some pretty uh, extreme things. Uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, people people honed in on the whole getting rid of uh, voice chat and competitive gaming or whatever, and that's just a stupid fucking statement. It's, it's not radical or anything dumb. Like it's just fucking stupid. The reasoning behind why she thinks it should be getting getting rid of devolved into some pretty radical shit where it started becoming about uh cis white stuff and then something about white supremacy, uh, white supremacy and, and shit like yeah, it got fucking crazy after a while and yeah. and uh and so that and 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 pretty uh blatantly re- in the reverse singling out harassing and and whatnot members of the community that were opposing those viewpoints live actively and that's the irony of this whole this whole this whole post but uh it will be it'll be interesting to see what actually comes of this council what influence they actually end up ever having um what policies may come uh, might come out of their recommendations there are people on the council that you'd like to see there. Co, for example, a hundred percent is a great choice to be on that council. Uh, he's probably the most, uh, or attempts to be the most level-headed person I think on the platform, as far as I'm, as far as I know. Uh, and there are some other uh, choices there that are more, you know, business or legal-minded and stuff. There's, there's. Uh, 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 quite a category and it was obviously a good choice to want to have somebody from uh, a marginalized section like the transgender community or the uh, the LGBT community in any whichever you choose because it's an, uh, obviously an important group to have representation for it was just unfortunate obviously that their choice ended up immediately backfiring in this kind of way the worst part for them is that if they chose to remove Steph in any way, shape, or form, Twitch is now going to likely get shit on for it looking like they're sing- so. they're singling out somebody from that community. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, not a- not after the stuff I heard. In fact, uh, 
I would have already removed they her. Think that think that's uh, indef- indefensible, even even for somebody in that uh, in in that group right now, like in the cl- current well, re- political well, situations. Well, that well we- replace well replace her with somebody else that's going to do a better job at representing yes. what it is that oh, they're yeah. trying to Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, if, they, if they're switching, you know. which is what they would want to do because she's there specifically yeah. for representing that community. So if they replace with somebody else from that community, yes. Yeah, but just, I, just replace, yeah. But yes, my God. I, I, I wouldn't complain about that, especially, you know, it's like that NASCAR driver that went and dropped the hard R uh, <laughs> live on stream. Yes. And he's also part of the... the he's part of that uh, council on NASCAR the, the or whatever. for NASCAR about like uh, yeah. inequality or whatever the fuck that they were doing about, you know, uh, NASCARs for everybody, but yet he's yes. on live stream dropping N-bombs like it's nothing. That's, that's the type of shit, you know... He, that, that's a big no. I'm yes. not saying that this person needs to be banned from Twitch and, you know, no. shame on her or anything. I'm just saying that maybe you shouldn't be part of this thing. If you if you're a few days in and look at what you're saying live and you're 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 not setting a great example. Um, so and that's nothing. I don't know this streamer. I don't dude. I don't fucking I actually don't care about drama like I it, it's so. It's ridiculous. I just wish everybody could just relax and have a good time, but that's just not the world we live in. But yeah, if they removed her, who gives a fuck? I don't think they'd. In fact, I think a lot of people would applaud it. Uh, and oh, not, there'd be a lot of people that applauded for sure. Uh, yeah, they just need to make sure that the, if that's the representation that that they that want, it's replaced, then replace it. Then yes, you replace it with with somebody in this in the same yeah. uh, you know same group or you know uh, and things like that. And everything is great in the world. Uh, I want to believe that. And I'm glad you're an optimist. And I believe that in the majority that would be the case. But my God, has humanity let me down. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. It's just like you want to you want to sit there and go, you know what? No, I refuse to believe that people would be crazy enough to make a big deal out of that. And yet, <laughs> it's, we've seen some shit. Uh, Ubisoft, uh, was feeling a little bit infringed upon, and so they went after and sued Apple and Google simultaneously for, uh, continuing to sell what they consider a Rainbow Six, uh, knockoff. Like a mobile knockoff. Oh, okay. And, uh, I mean, you know what? They're not wrong. (laughs) It's, It's basically a carbon copy. Uh, and that's what they said. They said, you know, area. it's called Area F2. Uh, it's basically a carbon copy of Rainbow Six in, quote-unquote, virtually every aspect. <laughs> Ubisoft <laughs> made uh, both companies aware of the issue, but at first, both Google and, uh, and Apple refused to take it down and wanted to leave it up. Uh, until very recently, where the game was finally removed from both storefronts following this, uh, this lawsuit. Ejoy is apparently the company behind it. It's a Hong Kong-based studio, which is probably part of the reason why Ubisoft chose to litigate with uh, with Google and Apple, because good luck going into a legal battle with, with Hong Kong or China. It's just not going to happen. Nah. It's the land of copyright doesn't exist. <laughs> so yep. it, Good luck. It, have fun. Good luck with that. So uh, there was also apparently ties that this was underneath the the umbrella of Alibaba. And so then the question became, how much did they know about this going in? 
Answer is they probably knew everything going in. They just didn't give a fuck. Didn't give a shit, bro. And so, so now, you your game. however, it was now taken down. It's gone. The mes- players get a message that there's a, a posted update somewhere about it. But if you try to access the servers, apparently, as of as of I know right now, uh, it is it is down. And you know, Ubisoft has to do this shit because, like I have here in um, uh, in the notes here, it's incredibly popular. Rainbow Six Siege. They really, they took that game from not very, very popular, not very good, and it 180 the fuck out of that thing, and now it's one of the biggest games in the world. 55 million registered players, 3 million daily concurrent, or daily Damn. active, but not concurrent, daily active players. That's no joke, especially for a, a game lot. that is like a really hardcore shooter. I mean, that's, that's with a steep learning curve. That's a lot yeah. of fucking players, so... You know they had to they had to protect their shit, but yeah, that uh, they were successful, and uh, you know you gotta you gotta admire the nutsack on the people internally at Ubisoft that said fuck it, let's go after Google and and Apple at the same time. Uh, but hey, they were they were successful, they pulled it off. Uh, next up, just like uh, Valorant's anti cheat, which uh, is Ring Zero level. Bethesda, for some reason, decided to deploy a version of Denuvo uh, anti-cheat that is also Ring Zero Access. Why they decided to do that after all the fuss and, and whatnot about Vanguard is beyond me, but they did that, uh, and it was immediately found to, to have you know similar issues, similar security, you know, obviously similar security uh, concerns. Uh, and it, this was attached to Doom Eternal, you know, the the latest major release. From Bethesda. Everyone uh, simultaneously said, excuse me, what the fuck? To the point where even Bethesda came out and said, you know what, guys? You're right. We should probably not have this in the game. And so their next slated PC update will be removing said anti-cheat. And I hope that Valorant follows suit. We'll do the same, yeah. Uh, They need a different solution. Ring zero access for an anti-cheat is just unacceptable and unnecessary and not stopping cheaters so, so it's not it's not really <laughs> uh not really uh not really doing much so speaking of valorant actually i'll skip down a couple of spots on my on my list here uh valorant is apparently going to become uh, become available to everyone june 2nd yeah full release full release out in the they wild quick they they move real quick. That was they very quick. Around. They're striking while the iron's hot. Mm, the opposite of mixer. Yeah. Who's going to be they trying said, to fuck this? Trying to form a sword with cold metal. Mm. <laughs> it's, not, it's just not easy. That game's uh, going to get real. That game's going to get even bigger come June second, man. So now that now that uh, some of the honeymoon period has started to wear off on it, and people are starting to give a little bit more, uh, you know. Uh, seasoned opinions on the game how do you feel the how do you feel the game is uh is going to turn out in a year from now well i haven't played rank yet mm-hmm. so I, I i just i haven't really i've just been grinding grand theft but um yeah i still think it's going to be the biggest esport um on twitch mm-hmm. uh it all depends on when Riot decides that they're going to start doing big tournaments and stuff and how quickly they get that the esports side of thing going. 
Um, in terms of like Twitch viewership, it's going to be in the top three from here on out. I think it's cemented itself. Um, it's it's simultaneously killed uh, what was left of Overwatch, so that's done. And there are a ton of CS:GO players recently in the last few weeks that have just uh, announced retirement from Counter Strike, mm-hmm. and now we're going full time in Valorant. Um, and we're not talking small CS:GO players; we're talking some really big CS:GO players that are making the switch. I've been seeing more and more people, uh, more and more tweets. You know, those longer tweets, dear fans, just want to let you know, you know, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. It's time for a change. And this didn't come lightly and yada, yada. I've been seeing more and more of that. Um, This is going to boil down to how well Riot caters to their community, keeps the community involved, and how well they can run an eSport. And you know what? They have a pretty fucking good track record. As much as I want to shit on Riot and their inner workings and the things that go on behind the scenes, these motherfuckers know how to run an eSport better than anybody else on the planet. It's proven. I don't give a fuck what anybody... Are they perfect? Hell no. Have they done some dumb shit? Hell yeah. But have they stayed consistent, relevant, and the the longevity... Dude, we're talking... League of Legends now is going on like eight, nine years. You know, this fucking game, this game is still going, and it ain't a small game. This thing is still one of the biggest esports on the planet, if not the biggest, in terms of, like, what they do all year round. So, Riot's going to crush it, dude. Riot is going to fucking crush it. The game is going to be big. And, uh, you know, some of the hype has come down some. But even though the hype has come down, the game is still very relevant to this day. Most of the negativity that has come around Valorant is from the 24-7 streams that were just farming uh, ads and shit from people trying Mm. to get codes. That's where the negativity came from, and that was more on Twitch's side than it was Valorant's side. Valorant was doing all the right things to get their game out. They they played that fucking flawlessly. Uh, That was more of a Twitch issue. So that's really – and, of course, this this whole anti-cheat thing – uh, there's negativity around that, but that ain't stopping the vast majority of people playing this game, dude. Um, so yeah, in a year from now, top three. It's, this is it. It's an, it's it's Riot's new new piece. I I I agree. I think it's I think it's going to. Um, I think their biggest hurdle. I I, I agree. The anti cheat's not going to stop it from doing anything. I think it's it's going to be something that people are going to pester them about until they fucking change fix it. it, change it. Yeah. Uh, but. I think that the, uh, I think that a lot of it will come down to how the first tournament goes. Will will determine like the real big one that they put on themselves. Yeah, uh, will determine the LCS version. You know? Yeah, uh, and and a lot of that I think comes down to right now their um, their biggest point of. Uh, I'm not I don't, not biggest point of failure, but their their weakest point right now in that regard would be the spectator mode is is just not there. They don't have good enough spectator tools. They need mm-hmm. far better spectator tools to aid the casters and the and the and the viewing experience as an esport to really pop off on it. I mean, they can put on as many K-pop productions and shit as they want to push the shit out of these games or whatever the fuck they want to do and make a big 
big deal out of it and have a massive arena with, with pyrotechnics and shit. But at the end of the day, you get into the game and it's uh, hard to follow because the spectator tools aren't great and it's making it difficult for the commentators. Then but, that's I mean, gonna... CSGO is fine, right? So like, yeah, but they have CSGO has phenomenal fucking uh, spectator. You, yeah, I mean, if you think that fucking Riot is going to pull a blizzard with, with like with Overwatch and, and oh, I'm sure they're the going to do it. It's just oh, will they do it do... up front before they yeah, launch gonna... their their first major tournament? Riot's going to do some crazy shit, bro. This thing this is going to be huge. So this is going to be. Yeah, I I think I think the I think the craziest thing to me will be that there's a good chance that in by the you know summer of 2021 LCS you know summer splits and shit coming around all the hype is is going uh, for most esports. The crazy thing to me is that Riot could have the number one and number two biggest esport, not just yep. on Twitch but on the planet. Yep, yep. and yep. that's crazy. And well, what's even crazier is they almost complement each other in a weird way. Well, they're so different. All, they're so different, right? And you're still under that riot umbrella, and both games are so big. And when you grind, when you're grinding Valorant, and say you get burnt out or you just don't want to deal with it, you just hop off back over to League. If you're playing League, you I I need a break from this. You're gonna go over to Valorant. You're going to see a ton of it. It's going to keep them both relevant. The question will is, is adding number one and number two esports, the biggest ones in the world, going to be too much for them? Are they juggling too much? Is the quality of one going to go down because there's more focus on the new beautiful girl in school that everybody wants a piece of? But are they going to forget that, hey, you know what? We still have this gem over here, even though League is in a really rough spot, like in terms of gameplay, uh, like ladder. But that's never really changed anything. They still have the 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 baby, the the one. League's been in that spot and, for seven years. and for, fucking- Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, can they juggle both at the same time? Do they do we know? We know they've got the smarts to do it, but do they have the team? Can can they can they mimic this and do it that? That's the question, and I think they can. And if they do, like you said, it's going to be number one and number two. If not, number one and number three. Yeah, fuck. Because Dota, Dota really only pops up during TI. That's it. And that's, that's the show. It. League that's consistently, the show. all the time, all the like time. Right now, right now, what? I go to Twitch. It's up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Constantly it's been like that since the beginning. Yeah, it's wild. You know what? I, you know what? I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction. I think next year is going to be League of Legends' biggest year in the last five years. I believe it. I think. I think that League is because League is is one of those things that just sticks around uh, and and doesn't go anywhere. I think it's due for it's like a spike. You know what I mean? Like something mm-hmm. sticks around long enough, it's bound to come back up. It's mm-hmm. unlikely for it to drop, but once in a while it'll really pop the fuck off, and then it will go back mm-hmm. down to like it's it's like slumber. It just so mm-hmm. happens that that League of Legends slumber happens to be in the top three of Twitch twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. I think I think we're coming up on a big pop off for for League. Uh, I I just I feel I feel it in my fucking bones, bro. Bones. I feel it, and and I'm there for it because you know what? I haven't really watched esports and like any major esport 
for any period of time in a long while. And the last time I did, it was I was watching League of Legends. Yeah, and it's usually a good time. And I it like was one. fucking fire. Yeah. yeah. To the point where you can watch League and you go, I feel like playing League yes, of Legends. Yes, which is crazy because playing that game is AIDS. Yes. From top yes. to bottom. Full-blown, too. <laughs> like Just full-blown. <laughs> just Magic Johnson levels. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Bad. So yeah, like that's uh, that's uh, I I think I think that's where we're at. I think next year league pops off, and I think Valorant solidifies itself. Um, it buries what's left of Overwatch. It takes a chunk out of CS:GO, and with those two combined powers, it pushes it into the top uh, the top three. And mm-hmm. if at not if it not on a daily basis, which I don't think it will be, I think it will be kind of like the perennial. Kind of thing like mm-hmm. a CSGO where during the bigger times during tournaments, runs it up, yep, falls off a little bit, runs up back up, and I think you're gonna see it uh, you're gonna see it up there. Um the fun thing will be to watch how Riot staggers the season so that League and Valorant don't cannibalize each other for viewership. Because mm-hmm. you know you don't yeah. want to run that shit the same fucking time, even though oh. they're two totally different games. Yeah. Right? Interesting. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, Epic Games introduces a new refund system that uh, that you can't really say is a bad one, uh, and hopefully Steam follows suit. Uh, if you buy a game on Epic Game Store now, and in a short period of time, I couldn't find. Uh, they must have it listed somewhere. I'm sure, but I couldn't find uh, when I was reading quickly before the podcast what the number of days or whatever is. But if you buy a game. It's probably 72 hours or some shit, or maybe a week even, where, uh, whereby that game goes on sale after you've purchased it. They will automatically, without you having to prompt them, refund you the difference between what you paid That's and dope. that sale. That's dope. That's fire. That's dope. And that needs to, uh, that needs to be everywhere. <laughs> A hundred percent on Steam, like yeah. without question. Uh, and then alongside of that, so we talked about last week how GTA Five uh, is free. I think it still might be as of our recording right yeah. now. It's free. Yeah, I don't know how long that goes, uh, uh, but it's for a while yet. I think Civilization Six is now also free. Dude, they're just giving games away. Buying, hey, everybody gets a game. Money. You get a game, you. I mean the the amount of billions of dollars <laughs> that fucking Epic Games is bringing in. They're just buying shit, bro. They're buying shit, and it's gonna get. They're they're made, they're choosing good games too. I mean, like these these aren't shitty little games. You get like oh. GTA Five and Civ Six for free. GTA Five alone, dude. The amount of people online play that shit and stuff. That is a massive play. Civ 6 just gets me interested. Where I go, hmm, do I download this fucking launcher? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, uh, my question is, what's next? Because you know, know there's more in the tank. They didn't just pick two random fucking games up. You know they got more in the tank. I don't know. I, I really, really don't know. I've been thinking about that. I've been trying to think of it because you know it will be relatively high profile. 
But trying to think about what game would would bring them Horizon Zero Dawn. Everybody gets free on stop. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be the biggest dick play of all time. The money that would be required to get Horizon Zero Dawn PC exclusive. Download it. I haven't played it yet. Holy shit! That would be massive, bro. That would be a big dick move. Even bigger dick swing is if they kept this up and they go, you know what? What we're going to do is every month we're going to have a new game that you can download and play for free every month. One game, and we ain't talking no small indie game. We're buying out the licensing, and you own it for a month just from having our launcher. That'd be crazy. Oh, it's it'd, like be, it'd be similar to what Xbox and PlayStation do, right, with their gold programs. Where yeah, you get but like certain no money down. You just have the launcher. Yeah. That's no money. Just 12 games a year. That's a big that's big dick. Yeah. Real big dick. Well, Real we'll big to... dick is Grand Theft Auto 5. That's a big dude. That yeah, dick. Swing. I actually can't think of a game that would be more expensive to do that with. That they, that is already out. You know, it's one thing to like get a game that's like new and put it on to set to sell, but for free and a game that's super popular. The only other game I could think of, and this would never happen just because of licensing and the game is too big. But the only game that I could ever think that would have this type of impact would be Minecraft. If they said everybody gets Minecraft for free, just all you do is download the Epic Launcher. That's that. I mean, well, they have to go through Microsoft, which is a direct competitor, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it's just not going to happen. But I mean, you know, maybe they could get Terraria or something, you know, something similar, like a game that people, like a sandbox game that people, similar to Grand Theft Auto, right? A bit of a sandbox boxy game that is open world. You just do whatever you want so that you have longevity because they need a game that people are constantly going to the launcher on a day by day basis to play. Not just a single player campaign and then being done and then all right, I'm done with the launcher. They need this to come up to come. They need eyes on the launcher so that there's a better chance of buying new shit. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Every time you go and play Grand Theft Auto Five, you're gonna see what's new. You know? Yeah. Speaking of Minecraft, I didn't even write this down, but you saying it reminded me. Minecraft uh, with Xbox and Microsoft's ownership has now successfully sold Wait for it. It's a lot. 200 million copies. Like, is that the most sold game of all time? (laughs) Might be. Like, what game has ever sold more than 200 million copies? Tetris, maybe? I don't fucking know, dude. Uh, but, But 200 million and we wonder why Notch has like the biggest fucking house in 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 like Beverly Hills. Actually, I think Microsoft's made more money off of it since they bought it than Notch made oh, during his tenure. Oh, they got their dude. They got their money's worth and some, and some, bro. They they advertise they advertise in Minecraft like the shit came out yesterday. That shit is still going. I'm surprised Minecraft isn't bigger on Twitch. It's still big. But it's like it's it's almost niche. It's, it's like always a big, been a YouTube thing. But even YouTube, it's like died down 
exponentially. Like, I mean, most of the old Minecrafters, like the ones that had millions of subscribers, most of them are dead. Like, they're dead channels. They, like, tried other games, and, like, they're getting 5,000 views, 10,000 views with 4 million subs. Um, there are a couple of big Minecrafters that are still relevant because they never took a break, and there's so few now that they, they hoard up there. You know what's big? is that other game, which could be another big dick swing for Epic. Actually, this is the play. Roblox. <laughs> Free on Epic. There you go. There it is. Same demographic as Fortnite. Kids, right? Young kids. Not owned by Microsoft. Give me my pedophile-filled Roblox. And the game is huge, bro. Bro, there are Roblox, whatever, Roblox, is it Roblox? It's Roblox, Ro- it's Roblox. Roblox. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got it. There, there, there are Roblox YouTubers that are like the old Minecraft YouTubers, where it's just like, hey, kids, today we're going to have oh, dude, super fun. Roblox is... You know what I need to do? I need to download me some Roblox. No, don't do it, bro. And I need to start producing some family-friendly Roblox content. That's what Roblox is. It's one giant Christian mingle pedophile meetup group child game. Hey, kids. Want to have some fun? Let's go explore. (laughs) How are you doing today? It's just, that game is full of creepy-ass people, bro. But it's true. It's huge. Dude, it's fucking huge. It's fucking it's huge. Massive. It's massive. It's massive. I'm going Roblox, bro. Epic. Snap them up. If they if they get that, ooh boy, ooh boy, that's the play, man. That's that's like that's like the Minecraft that isn't Minecraft. That's like that's like the newer Minecraft. Not as not as popular, but mm, damn popular. Terraria would be a good choice too, though, because they just released the final update, and there's a lot of talk there's around of Terraria. Yeah, and so that would be another good one. Similar, lots of content. It's already not a, an expensive game, but it's one mm-hmm. of those games where you know you will pull with the amount of, of talk going around that final update. Shit trended on Twitter for God's sake. Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that that yeah, Terraria or Roblox. But yeah, that is that is right for them. They don't have a game other than Fortnite that's going to pull people back to the launcher over and over again. And nobody, uh, I shouldn't say nobody, but not a lot of people playing Fortnite on the launcher are are monetizable people outside of Fortnite. You know, they'll yeah. they'll buy their V bucks and yeah. shit. Yeah, they're kids, but they're Young. they're not they're not interested in in buying other games necessarily. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, there's more coming. We'll just have to wait yeah. and see what it is. Uh, Amazon's new game, Crucible, launches. It's a free-to-play shooter, MOBA type. It's kind of similar to Paragon or uh, or Battleborn from what I've seen, which is admittedly not much. All I know is I heard about it out of nowhere. I'd never heard about this game before in my life until only a couple of days ago where I saw it pop up on my Twitter feed. Uh, and, uh, I gotta be, I gotta keep it a hundred, Jeff. This game looks mm. like ass. And mm. it's in a genre that has had less and less games in it for a very good reason. Nobody wants to play it. Mm. Uh, if Amazon with this game somehow manages to be the one entity that makes that genre successful, then awesome. But I don't see it happening. 
I don't either. <laughs> and it's gone. And it's gone. We'll wait and see. Maybe we'll be proven wrong, but I don't think so. The Amazon's, you know, Amazon as a publishing house for games, not a great track record, Jeff. No. In fact, in fact, name me one other game that you can think of off the top of your head that Amazon has published. I can't. Exactly. Anthem, also a rough track record, now has a dedicated team. Uh, to do the rebuild, I think we mentioned that last week that that uh, Anthem is going away to have a, or no, it was a couple weeks ago maybe, where they are rebuilding Anthem basically from the ground up, uh, to try and 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 salvage the what is surely loads of money they dumped into that game, only to have it crash and burn, um, pretty much entirely on its first release. So they're, they've sent that off to the Hyperbolics chi- time chamber with a team of 30 individuals to try and bring it back from the grave. They have said, that we, as we mentioned in the past, that uh, it is going to be a very long, long process to redo that bad boy. But it's coming, and now they have a dedicated team for it. So uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that you're going to see it until nearly 2022. But hey... You know what? I hope that they make Anthem good because I remember both you and I had hopes for Anthem. Lots of people did because it looked like it was truly going to be something good. And then it came out and it was nothing like they had gone for uh, with with all the, the hype build up. And it really crashed pretty hard. So you know what? If they can somehow turn that bad boy around and have that genre even be something that people give a fuck about by the time it comes out, all the power to them. Um, oh, this is a random piece of information. The DLive platform. I don't know if you guys remember DLive, but it was a blockchain live stream service thing that PewDiePie attached his name to for a while before he bounced the fuck out of there. Uh, and now is back on YouTube. Uh, they're killing their own token. If you don't know what that means, that's probably good. If you do know what that means, you can laugh with us. <laughs> And it's gone. And it's gone. So is PewDiePie. Yes. He's on YouTube now, remember? Yeah, exactly. That's what I said, yeah. He, he, he bounced out of there. He get the fuck out. He deuced. He got some money, though, I'm sure. Oh, he definitely did. He got some, he got some money up front uh, for that thing. Uh, Tencent picked up the rights. This is not going to make a lot of people happy, I'm sure, but Tencent picked up the rights to the entirety of the System Shock fran- uh, franchise, of which we haven't really gotten much out of in a long while, but it is kind of like a a cult classic-y type deal. A lot of people, really big fans of, uh, of System Shock, and just recently, uh, in the last couple of days, I think it was, the, uh, the old owners of the of the IP announced that they have uh, handed that off to Tencent now who will control it going forward. So for better or worse, uh, whatever new system shock that's coming. Um, yeah, there was a, there was one announced at E3 last year, but they're handing it off to Tencent. So whatever is coming, uh, up will be under Tencent. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Tencent nope. doesn't have a bad track re- record necessarily, other than the fact that they're Tencent and everyone hates them for being Tencent. So it doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, doomsday, but uh, I know a lot of people will not be particularly thrilled with, with that idea. Excuse me. Uh, and last piece of news, Serious Sam 4 was announced. 
Uh, that's another one of those uh, games that's uh, relatively popular in a, uh, uh, for a number of people. Uh, I haven't played a serious same game in a long time, but they're fun. They're kind of just crazy, over-the-top, almost Duke Nukem, but not kind of like yeah. category. Uh, and usually lots of enemies are like just madness, just complete fucking utter madness, Serious Sam games. And Serious Sam 4 announced, it was saying something that it was, it was, that it might even have a hundred thousand enemies on screen at once. I don't even know what that means or how that's possible, but that's a big number. Uh, the trailer hit, didn't show any gameplay or anything necessarily, just Serious Sam stuff. And the weirdest fucking launch for this game is happening. So, in uh, what was it? August, I think I have listed here. Uh, yeah, in yep. August, it's coming to Steam and Google Stadia. But from what I've read, from what I've read, unless I've misread, the the Google Stadia portion of that launch was a deal whereby it's actually being blocked from being put on the other consoles until sometime in 2021. So it's a it's like a partial exclusive to mm. Stadia, still coming to Steam, but to Stadia, and then we'll be on the Xbox and, and PlayStation in 2021. That's a really weird decision, and I hope, especially given the 110 million uh, consoles just for PlayStation 4 alone, I really, really fucking hope that they got an absolutely astronomical amount of money from I Google. Did. For sure. Because Stadia's dead, bro. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that Google spent the money to lock this up. Because Stadia right now is a zombie. Yeah. If there was a platform that closely, most closely resembled the weekend at Bernie's, Google Stadia is that console. It's the weekend at Bernie's of the video game world. Yeah. It's being propped up with hopes and dreams right now. So, <laughs> so I don't know what they were thinking, but I obviously it was money and lots of it, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it's not to say that you that you can't. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, secure the bag. It's not to say that Stadia doesn't work. It's just that it only works well enough. Nobody cares. That's the thing. <laughs> it, it's. It's like an eclipse needs to happen in order for that shit to to do what it's supposed to do. Nobody cares. Nobody. You know what the last in the industry have you heard, bro? Can't <laughs> wait to get Stadia. Bro, I was playing my Stadia last night. Shit's fire. There isn't a single person in my circle that I have ever even heard utter the name Stadia, except for this this podcast. And it's usually shitting on Stadia. Bro, you know what the last game that I would want to ever have on Stadia might be? Any game? Serious Sam 4. You know why? Yeah. You know why? Because because the encoding for Google Stadia is not that hot. You play like an Assassin's Creed game or something, probably looks okay. Right. It's not super, super fast moving. Yeah, there's a lot of detail, but it's not the end of the world. You spend a lot of time standing fucking still. Serious Sam is what you play after you've ground up half a bottle of Adderall and you mix it with Coke and you blow four or five lines and then you go play that game 
and there's so many enemies on screen, and you're moving so fast that the Google Stadia encoder for that, I promise you, that game is going to look like absolute dog shit. And on top of that... Seven before the remake. (laughs) Well, actually, in some scenes in the remake... It also could look like that. There you go. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Nope. Google Stadia. I don't know, play Uno on it or some shit. Uh, that's it for game, uh, game news, which means, Jeff, it's time to sell out. Are you ready for the sellout? Hey, it's patreon.com slash lag TV. I don't know where we're at right now. I haven't checked in like two weeks. I think we're up. What? I think, at least in the number of patrons. I'm eating? That graphics card is going to be a little less weight. Mm. Not much. Let me see here. A little bit, though. We are. We are. We're at 355 patrons. Woo! Moving on up. Patreon.com slash TV. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, we do it every week. Throw some money at the screen. Stimulate us with your stimulus. <laughs> Trump bucks. <laughs> <laughs> if not, hey, it's all good. Just hit the like button. Share it. Leave a review on places that you can leave your review, like iTunes and Spotify and stuff. Go show your support that way. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Got to give a shout out to the sponsors. We got NordVPN. You guys mm. tired of getting data throttled? Are you tired of not being able to watch your favorite content on Twitter and YouTube because you're region blocked? Are you just tired of watching the same shows over and over and over again on Netflix because you don't have more to choose from? I got an answer. It's called NordVPN. Go ahead and get yourself a virtual private network using that promo code OTT. Link is in the description. That is NordVPN.com slash OTT. It's really that simple. 70% off. Up to six simultaneous devices. Mask your IP so that you can watch different regions of Netflix. Different versions, which have different content. Watch the YouTube and and, uh, Twitter stuff that they region block you, cuck you on. One click of a button. It's all it takes. Up to six simultaneous devices can be connected. Mm. So if you've got six rooms, six different people... On six different devices, boom, no problem. One's from China, one's from Canada, one's from the U.S., one's from Norway, one's from Antarctica. They probably don't have a server there, so we'll go with Australia. One's from Sweden. can do it all with NordVPN. Stay safe, stay anonymous. Don't be messing around. The Internet's a crazy place these days. Get yourself a NordVPN. You can use that on your desktop app. Smart TV, phone. I'm missing one. Browser extension. Your router. Your router. You can router level VPN. Boom. Jeff. So go go check them out. NordVPN.com slash OTT. I have a problem, Jeff, and I'm hoping you can help me. What is it? Jeff, I'm pasty fucking white. All right. I'm as white as they come. If I stand outside and it's too bright, I can mm. blind people. Mm. And that's a liability that I don't have the money to help fight litigation. 
But you know, it doesn't stop me from trying to get outside, but we live in a place where the weather's not always as good as it has been this week. It's often gloomy and gray and rainy. Mm -hmm. And you can't always go outside and soak up the rays. Mm. And during these times, during the pandemic, where you're trapped inside of the same 8 by 10 room for long stretches of time, you get a little, you know, you get a trick, you get to learn little tricks of the trade to fool the mind into thinking that you're in a bigger, a bigger place and maybe even that you're outside. If I don't have the sun to fool my eyes, if I close them and look up at the sun, it's going. And I need, I need to be able to fool my brain into thinking that the rays are hitting my face and that I'm actually getting the vitamin D that I require on a daily basis. And I get a little fan of the corner. Is there something that I can do? They need a key light from Elgato. You want yellow light? You want white light? You want more light? You need a key light. Our sponsor, Elgato. You Elgato get one of these if you want to feel like you're getting hit with rays. Can also go ahead and pick up a stream deck, a capture card, and whatever other stuff they got. You want a green screen? You want one? Yeah. I'm asking you. Yeah. You want one? Yeah. <laughs> well, they got those available <laughs> at Elgato. Link is in the description. Super easy to set up. I literally take this out of the box. I could set this up in five minutes. Tops. Boom. But Jeff, what if I want to relive my glory days as an alternative EDM kid going to the club and experiencing a multicolored light show? You know, the that light, it can it can show different colors, but oh, I need to be able all. to change them faster. How could I change the lights fast enough to make me think that I was still taking acid? And having people fucking wave Adam, gloves at me. Deck, Adam. It's called a stream deck. Tell or, me more. Or you want to you wanna get the app on your phone? You want to control this via phone app? Is that what you want? I have a phone. Do you now? <laughs> Does that mean you're going to get Diablo on your phone? Blizzard told me it was the only way. Well... If you got a phone, then you got to get yourself an Elgato product. Period. Everybody has a phone. I got one. I got spares. In case this one breaks, I got a 6S Plus sitting upstairs in a closet somewhere. Sounds like white privilege to me. Sounds like a whole lot of white privilege. <laughs> You know what else is privilege? <laughs> What's Having that? Having a bunch of Elgato products. That's true. So privilege yourself <laughs> and go to Elgato. Link is in the description below and support the podcast. Because, hey, you Elgato get one. That's my catchphrase, bro. 
if I hear anybody, if I hear, if I, if I'm at anybody stream and they steal that line, that's it. That's it. Movies and TV. Long after the Percy Jackson movie, Jeff, Disney Plus is going ahead with a series. No one cares. Just wondered. Although, although it'll probably do really well because it's <laughs> Disney Plus. So and we're, all, we're all starved for content, so we'll take it. Mm. CBS All Access is getting another Star Trek show called Strange New Worlds and will follow Captain Pike and Spock. No release date yet, but uh, Captain Pike, uh, if you've watched the recent Star Trek movies, you would have seen Captain Pike. And so that may be interesting to you. That's pre-Kirk. CBS is all in on Star Trek, like if it was fucking Game of Thrones. But all they've got. Literally. It's all they have. And it's still not enough to get me to buy the fucking service because really, I don't want to have to spend more money a month. No. Just for some like half baked Star Trek show, I just no. don't want it. I already spent enough money on every other damn thing that I got going on right now. The last thing I want to do is go and get another one. That's it. <laughs> it is literally the last thing that I want to do. Disney Plus as well, finally putting the original standard definition Simpsons up so everyone that are Simpsons diehards can stop bitching about it not being a 4x3 and losing a bunch of the footage because they've crop stretched it to 16x9. There you go. You did it. I don't know if that means they're also going to uncensor the myriad things that they censored in the Simpsons. Probably not. But at least you'll see it in 4x3. Also, Hmm. Netflix show for Cuphead is apparently Mm. on the way. That's coming up here pretty soon. Uh, And, uh, you know, good for them. You know, Cuphead, man, who would have thought? A couple of guys get together, make the most ridiculously laborious animation project for a video game ever made. And now they're getting a TV show. Congrats. And the biggest news in movie and TV of this week, and probably for the next few weeks, is that congratulations, everyone. You came together and you screamed loud enough to the point where the Snyder Cut is coming in 2021. It's coming. To HBO Max. It's coming. And it's coming in episodes. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. So I think there's five or six episodes, and so they're going to be cutting it. You're going to get, you know... One there on one week, maybe, or one day. I don't know how they're going to release that. Um, apparently, they're doing some reshoots. Um, it needs, like, I think up to 30, it was 22 million or 20 something million to do to, um, to actually put it together. Good lord, because he, he has a cut, uh, but it's not, it's not edited. They need to do more score. Uh, the special effects aren't done. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, um, a shit ton of stuff, and they want to, um, they want to film some more, uh, so that the movie makes a little bit more coherent sense. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much that. So we are going to get it finally. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's coming. That's uh, it, and that's all I've got. All I can say that you know we haven't. I watched the last of the uh, the last dance last night. Yeah, I did too. Yep. Fire, uh, fire, fire the whole way through. What a just a really well done docu series in general. Like just everything yeah. about it was just super fucking well done. Uh, so that was that was uh, a great watch. And then other than that, 
haven't been catching any movies or uh, anything like that. Um, We've been watching Upload. So I think we're episode four or five. I'm not sure. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's really cool. Uh, basically, the premise of it is a guy dies. The main character, he dies. Um, and it's like in the future, and they can upload your consciousness into um, a virtual afterlife. Mm-hmm. And so you go to this place that is meant for people with privilege that you have money and you can go there and you basically live your life with other people that are dead, but it feels like you're alive. And he has, um, it's a cert, it's a full service. So there's tech support and things like that. Um, and then you're talking to people that are living that are helping you, uh, go through certain things. Um, that's all I'll say. It's it's a little bit more intricate so than what that. What genre that is, is it? It's a comedy slash um, the dramedy. Yeah, it's a dramedy. Yeah, it's really fun, dude. It's okay. a good show. Uh, I think you and the lady will uh, will enjoy it. We're we're having fun with it. It's lighthearted. It's fun. It's well acted. It's clever. Um, it's a little futuristic too, which is cool. There's some really cool tech in it. Um. Yeah, and it's and it's it's just well done. I, I'm having a, a lot of fun watching it so far. So awesome. I, I would I would suggest peeping it. And it only took literally one episode and you're in. It's not it's That's not rare. like on oh, you watch two or three. It's one episode. It's either you're gonna you're gonna be like all for it or you're gonna be like, eh. But m- most people that I hear is really enjoying it. The biggest challenge for that. Uh, for us, we'll be getting over the hill of not immediately sitting down and simply watching episode after episode after episode after episode of 90 Day Fiance. Oh, my God. Dude, Kale and I haven't watched that shit in forever. I don't even know where to watch it at. We started, uh, basically, we haven't watched it in forever either. And then, uh, like, M's Instagram feed started blowing up with a bunch of stuff because there was another, another like, Filipina uh, on mm-hmm. the show again. And, yep. uh, and it was game over. She was like, we need to watch, you need to find, where do you watch it at? Well, like I have it like, I have cable, right? So it's, I, it's TLC in Canada. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. can just go watch the, all the, literally like almost every episode. Is it on demand? On demand. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to check it out. And so you just uh, it pop in on demand. Uh, no, the back end for Bell is garbage. So you have to basically... Dig search for, for TLC and then bookmark mm. it so that you can get back there every time. Uh, but yeah, we're we're there's so many 90 Day Fiance seasons or shows. We're watching the before the 90 days mm-hmm. right now, season four, and that's where we started. And bro, this is this season four has the craziest people I've seen yet. Good. Honest to God, batshit crazy. So that will be I'll, the the challenge. I'll we'll start be it tonight. I'll start her, it tonight. Oh, bro, getting getting her off of that's going to be. Re- Dude, you're gonna you're gonna be introduced to Ed, and you're never gonna want to watch another TV show ever again. <laughs> Hell yeah! So uh, yeah, that's that's all we've been doing. But uh, that's it for that. Next up, uh, while we have time, tech support. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Patreon.com/slash/LagTV. Ten dollars and higher over there each uh, each and every week. We put up a post. Uh, where you can ask us some questions, we call it tech support, and we answer as many of them as we can within reason. 
Uh, that's what this whole segment is about. Patreon.com slash lag TV. First up, we've got, oh, Mark Furry asks, what's the best party you've been to that wasn't a wedding or a birthday? He says, hashtag casual kitchen rager. Mm. I'll say, I'll say that, uh, my aunt and uncle, mom's brother, that side of the family put on a party before, I think it was before, um, one, I want either Ben or Kale, these are my cousins for those who don't know, and we're going back for like university. I can't remember what it was because both of them went to university out of the province. And so they always had, when everyone was home in the summertime, you know, both of them are, are, have a thousand friends. So they'd always put on parties though throughout the year and in the summertime specifically. And, uh, they'd buy the alcohol, like a, like a, a stock of alcohol and shit like that. So anyway, they, they had a kegger and, uh, there was like, I don't know, 50 fucking people there. Um, with like different zones in the house and outdoors with all sorts of shit going on. Uh, there was beer pong and all sorts of just nonsense and like kegs everywhere. And, uh, it was just one of those parties where it was just good. It wasn't like one bad thing happened the entire party and everyone had a fucking amazing time. And I'm not normally somebody who likes parties with that many people. Like I usually prefer Mm. parties with like just a couple of close friends, but I, Mm. even I enjoyed this fucking party. And, uh, it was just, you know, John was a, is a big kid. So he was out there. He had one of Ben's old hockey helmets on his head, like with some stupid thing written across the front of it, playing beer pong with a bunch of 20 something year olds, just loaded out of his fucking mind. And to the point where the, somebody called the cops on the, on the party, cause it was like 11 o'clock and they were like, I don't know. It was a weekend. It was like 11 o'clock and people were bitching about the fucking party. It's like, dude, fuck off. Cops show up. Wow. <laughs> Cops show up and they're at the top. John, they're at the top. They're at the top of the back deck. And there's like three stair, like three staircases to get down to the lower level where the beer pong was happening. And they get in. And they're like, you know, where's where's the adult in the household? We need to talk to the who's in charge here for the party. And they point down at John. And there's John, my uncle John. And a wife beater hammered old fucking Bauer hockey helmet with no visor on with some shit taped onto the top of it playing beer pong down the bottom screaming and yelling and they were like uh that's him right there and the cops were like oh you gotta be fucking kidding me uh but you know he went up there he was like all right we'll fucking we'll calm her down whatever 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 but yeah that was probably the most fun uh party I was at uh that wasn't a birthday or or a wedding uh Jeez, dude, I don't even know. I've been to so many parties. They're all basically the same in a blur. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There, I, I had a, we had a party at Wayne's one, one time that was pretty crazy. I don't want to get in any details on the internet, but let's just say, um, stuff happened. Stuff happened. It was a fun. That was a fun night. That you managed to remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember. Uh, 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 asks, Hey guys, I uh, hope you guys are doing well. No, thank you. We are uh, both doing uh, quite well. What do you think about off-the-grid living, being self-sufficient, growing your own food, that kind of stuff? Big note for me, dog. (laughs) 
little too isolated. I mean, it takes a certain type of person to do that stuff and all the power to them. Like I, I, Hey, it's not, I, there'd be nothing more peaceful, but I think it'd just be too peaceful for me. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I think it's amazing. I think it takes a very, like Jeff said, it takes a very specific type of person, um, to do that. Uh, for a number of reasons, you know, one, you have to be somebody who's used to more isolated living in general, not in terms of being stuck in the house, but just normally speaking, if you're going to live off grid, you're pretty far out from anyone, from anyone else or any kind of like really major, uh, community center. And then you have to have a really deep skill set that comes along with having to live off the grid and, that comes easy to some people and it, and it doesn't come easy to a lot of people and learning things like, you know, growing, growing your own food sounds like something that wouldn't be that difficult. But let me tell you, as somebody who's grew up here and we had our own, our own gardens and shit, it's not that easy. And there's definitely a, uh, 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 you can definitely fuck that up in many different ways. Uh, and even more so would be, you know, trapping and hunting is not necessarily uh, an easy skill, let alone then handling the animal yourself, getting it back to the to your house, treating it, skinning it, gutting it. Nah, not all that. Like, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of skills involved there that not many people would know, nor would be able to find somebody to teach them properly, unless they were lucky enough to have somebody in their lives that had like currently lived that way or have in some way, shape, or form. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, you can get off grid and, and, uh, in the sense where you can still go to a grocery store and do all that stuff. And then just like, you're technically off the grid where you spent $40,000 in solar panels, but he's talking about like being self-sufficient with growing your own food and that type of stuff. And that takes a different, uh, you know, that's a different level entirely. I would love to have those skill sets. I don't have the time or the or the will to go out and find somebody to learn that shit. But, you know, those are all great skill sets to have. Just hard to come by. Uh, Oh, uh, cryptic cyanide, uh, after nine, he says, after being nine years late to the party, uh, having enough, uh, more than two pennies to rub together. So actually can directly support you guys. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, on, uh, on rubbing quarters together instead of pennies now. That's 25 X. It's big play. Boom. Uh, would you ever consider shared community movie or TV viewing? Obviously the money, uh, if the money is right, something like live mystery science theater. Jeff once mentioned that he would be down if Twitch added a feature through sub only streams. Uh, but you would be open uh, to using, would you be open to using an outside source? Only problem is of course, licensing if only for Patreon. That's like a, I mean, we've, Jeff and I've never talked about that as a thing for like a podcast like thing or whatever, or like a Patreon incentive individually i think like you were mentioned like he's mentioning here like you did mention in the past it'd be cool if you know if there was a twitch specific feature which it kind of exists the problem yeah. is that because of the, the licensing there's still a lot of kind of hurdles in the way that makes it clunky 
and and is kind of a deterrent to wanting to do it. Um, and I know I I know that even with Twitch's current implementation, I still don't feel comfortable in doing yeah. it. I still feel like there's too many loopholes to get me in trouble doing that shit, and it's just not worth. Especially since, especially if it was something that was like a, a Patreon tier or or you know a subscriber goal, is that you're now monetizing the ability to do that, and I just feel yeah. like there's too many legal fucking avenues. I would just- Without any of that, like yeah. if I could sit there and watch a TV show with my stream, and we could like go through it together, or watch a somebody had a suggestion on like some good anime or something, and I'm watching it for the first time, and people can see my reaction to something they love, um, or we can all experience it together for the first time. That'd be amazing. But unfortunately, because of licensing stuff, it's it's hard to do. Now you can do the whole thing like what some streamers do, and what Joe Rogan does with UFC is is you put on a timer and you say, all right, everybody's going to start in three, two, one. Viewing parties, and yeah. You have a timer so that if somebody's tuning in, they know where to skip to to get to that specific point, uh, and then they can watch it with you. That's the closest thing that you can get. And I'm not sure we're ever going to get to a point where you can just go ahead and, and watch it all together. Um, unfortunately. But Hopefully. I would do it. Yeah, absolutely. When it when it becomes less of a legal licensing juggle, then yeah, definitely. And I suspect that will eventually become something that's more doable because there there is a, a fair uh, a fair market for people that would like to to see that well, the happen. Thing we've gotten was the Twitch shows. You know, the Bob Ross, the Pokemon, the different things. Um, you know, maybe eventually Twitch will get licensing on so many different shows that they can that you can stream and watch with your community but other than that you know how cool would it be to have a big movie night you know like a twitch wide you know lord of the rings binge or matrix binge or all the harry potter movies and like everybody gets to sit down and view this all together it'd be a big deal yeah um mss says what's your bold prediction for what will come true in a hundred years like flying cars was for 2020 back in the day where people Uh, were guessing uh, that we'd have flying cars by now a hundred years hundred years from now flying cars um i don't think there'll be flying cars uh simply i don't think there'll be flying cars ever more yeah. because of the logistics of it than the actual tech. It's not like we can't already have flying cars. Yeah, it's just they're not going to put those in the hands of people. Um, I would say space travel uh, to the point where, you know, people, definitely Mars. So uh, people will be colonizing Mars in terms of like growing food there and doing, you know, you can go like people will be able to be there. Not saying that we'll be living there, but certain people, astronauts and stuff will actually be there and and you'll be able to experience that. Um, Yeah. I think medicine's going to get a lot better. So hopefully there'll be a cure for cancer. Um, You know, big diseases like that. I think, I think uh, in a hundred years from now, um, I think I've got I've got a couple of I've got a couple of major predictions. In a hundred years from now, 
Uh, the number of languages being spoken around the world will be dramatically reduced. Uh, I think that by in a hundred years from now, most people will be learning English and Mandarin as their secondary languages almost exclusively. Uh, English is already there. Mandarin will quickly, it's already becoming, but it will be even more so, I think, in that timeline. I think that uh, we will have a battery breakthrough in the next hundred years that will be the driving force for uh, for pretty much every other technological advancement that will happen after it. Um, and I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure there is a... There is a chance that it, that in a hundred years from now, um, where we see something like the European Union, even though it's kind of a broken thing, I think we're going to have a second wave of like, uh, government union, like unions coming together from countries. As, as the further along we get, and the and especially with pandemics and stuff like this, where it's everyone fighting the same thing, that kind of stuff is going to become more and more common to the point where inevitably there's going to be like a by force or otherwise, whether it will be war based or not. I'm not. I'm not saying it'll be like the like we're going to get in a hundred years to the you know one government thing that a lot of people are are talking about uh, that seems like it almost has to happen at some point but it's not gonna be in the next hundred years i would say i would say we're in that uh in that direction there's also a good chance the next hundred years we just blow ourselves up yep like a really good chance um i i fear sometimes that the number of stupid people just uh outpopulate the world versus the smart people to the point where inevitably some stupid shit's gonna happen uh and we're all gonna be dead uh forlorn asks and i think you've seen it but i haven't have you had any chance to check out the boys on amazon prime i did i've seen season one it's good it's fun Mm. It's like uh, the bad superheroes. Like they're superheroes, uh, but you realize they're really fucking just you know, shit superheroes. Shitty, shitty superheroes, which is fun. Kimitz asks, best takeout food, but you can't say pizza. Sushi. Is that takeout though? I think it means like like order food, like delivery kind of kind of oh. deal. I mean, you can get anything delivered these days, including sushi. But well, yeah, but you know, I think, but you know what I mean, like the, the the usual. I think he means like the the. Yeah, you can get anything fucking delivered now, but that's not. I don't think. Um. That's not pizza. For me, it's always a fight between if I'm ordering that shit is like traditional shit. It's always a fight between chicken strips and fries. And a burger and fries. Those are the two mm. that go back and forth for me always. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Chinese food. Chinese food's pretty good. Yeah, and it has to be good Chinese because bad Chinese. I, even though like bad Chinese food, when you order it, is still doable. You just like you really don't enjoy. Like basically, bad Chinese food. And when I say bad, I mean like just there's a difference between really good Chinese food where you're like, God damn, yes. Yeah. And then there's Chinese food where you're eating it and you're just going, uh, you know, it's. Hey, hey, how's your food? Eh, 
it's all right. You know, that, that type of Chinese food. If you get really good Chinese food, that's borderline the best type of takeout you can, money can buy you. Because typically when you're, when you're really hungry and you've got that craving for Chinese food, my Chinese food cravings are like once every six months where I'm like, man, I could go for some fucking General Tao chicken. And, We're talking American uh, Chinese food, not Chinese yeah, food, yeah, Chinese food. Not like Chinese, Chinese food, but I'm talking about like Americanized Chinese food. And I, I want some egg rolls with some fucking some plum and some chicken balls with them sauce, some beef fried rice, bro. Oh, my mouth water and just thinking about it. Broccoli. <laughs> and, and I can and, and that when that shit comes in the clutch and you and you bite into it. Oh, my God. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. You, you almost can't fuck that shit up. What's your go to like, order Chinese food? Uh, my go to is. Uh. I like I like general general Tao mm-hmm. and uh, chicken balls and beef fried rice. I like those those three those three things. I like orange chicken a lot too, but I typically only get that like if I'm in uh, the states, like I'm in Vegas or something, and I'm like going to Panda Express or something really quick. But general Tao and and uh, sometimes I fuck with beef and broccoli, but I'm a I'm a basic bitch when it comes to Chinese food, man. I just like my basic stuff. I get that, and it's just well done. It's hot. It's not. Oh, it's not too salty and stuff. Like, just give me it. I'm so hungry right now, too. Chicken fried rice, mm. beef and broccoli, oh. egg roll, uh. couple chicken balls, yes, ginger chicken. Oh, is probably the most important. Oh, uh, and uh. I feel like I'm forgetting something here. No, that's pretty much that's pretty much the show. I'll yeah. fucks with a few other things. The core, if I if I had to really get it down to the core, I need chicken fried rice, mm. ginger chicken, mm. and like beef and broccoli. If I just had those three, if I had to get it to three, those would be the three for America. And if I get a fourth, like an add-on, it's an egg roll. Mm. Oh, I need egg roll. In like, fact, egg roll. in fact, fuck it. Ginger chicken, egg roll, beef and broccoli. Fuck Boom. everything else. Done. It's done. Nikki asks, what's a simple sub $200 pleasure purchase that has notably improved your life aside from the Elgato Stream Deck TM and Keylight TM hashtag ad? Sub 200. Yeah. I've got improved a, my life? Yeah. I've got a couple. One was my Roku. Uh, box because as good as smart tv apps and stuff are until you're talking big dick tv purchase they're slow they're laggy uh the interfaces for like netflix and shit is just not great the roku box change all that shit my, my god that is it makes everything streaming a thousand dollars better uh so that's one two and this is a more recent one humidifier mm. change the game yeah having a humidifier three and this is the most obscure the when i bought the rav the the rubber removable liners that go in the back of the rav that go mm. up partially up the back of the seats and covers the entire back of uh the trunk space in this heavy fucking like bulletproof fucking uh liner 
Game changer. You don't give a fuck what goes back there. You're not hurting anything. It could be mm. muddy, grassy, Christmas tree, doesn't matter. It's all covered. And it was like less than 200 fucking bucks when I got the lease. And is by far my favorite feature that I got on that car. Sub 200. Not too many things. If I had to pick two. Number one is I have a a light beside my bed mm-hmm. that is a unique light. Okay. So it's got two different... It's got two different main functions, two different lighting sources, and then multiple choices within that. So one of them is your typical lamp light that can do white light or yellow light, and you can change the dimness. So it's like super dim all the way to really bright. And then the second one is my favorite, and it's a mood light that uh, makes all different colors. So you can choose whatever colors you want. Now, there's a cool little fun game me and my wife play <laughs> where, you know, if I'm looking for a little bit of, you know, you change the color of the light, sucky, sucky, fucky, fucky. <laughs> I put on the red light district and she knows what's going on. Really sucky, sucky, fucky, fucky. Really? I put on that red light. And she knows it's red light time, which means it's time to get down. We had almost got through a whole podcast without talking about dick-related shit, and we almost got there. It's a f- hey, it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. Red and light district. It gets to the point. It gets to the point where we're laying in bed. I got the green light on, which is just like nice little mood light that I like. It's like a different type of green, and we just kind of sit there and relax. And she goes, "You want to turn that light red?" <laughs> yes, I do. Bam. There you go. And my other per- my other go. one, my other one, uh-huh. squatty potty. Ah, uh, I knew Life I knew changer. that was coming. Yeah, life changer. If you don't own a squatty potty, get one because the shit is fire. Pun intended. <laughs> Last question. This is Graphic's fourth time asking this one. We just never had time to get to it. We can squeak this one in here now, Graph. Do you sometimes or regularly get any, uh, shout outs to the word regularly for constantly being pronounced wrong and my brain never fucking gets it. Who cares? Get any feedback from your sponsors in, in response to, uh, the specific sellout skits that we do. No. Uh, with, with some of the sellouts uh, you do, I wonder if sometimes the sponsors love them or if they sometimes go hashtag Nova yikes when they see them. No, and you know what? I, I, I actually send them the plugs because they want to <laughs> they they can't they can't uh you know keep track of everything we do all the time, no, right? Of course so, not. so uh typically, you know, when I send an invoice or whatever, I, I send them the plugs. Yeah, yeah. Um and they love it, dude. NordVPN absolutely loves <laughs> loves what we do. Yeah, yeah. So we've that's pretty much all we've ever gotten. Even when we did stuff with uh with like World Vision in the past, all the weird and crazy skit stuff that People we like always that do. Because it's unique. Like you yeah. gotta think how many these uh companies sponsor people and it's the same like go pick up this or go check them out is we try and make it fun and engaging and memorable so that you think of the company, you know, and you you're you're more likely to pull the trigger on that when you need that thing. You think of us. You know, that's the whole point of it. If I wanted to do just like boring ass, you know, th- thank you so much, NordVPN, for sponsoring the stream. If you guys are interested, uh, 70% off, use the promo code OTT, link is in the description below. 
that gets boring after a while. And nobody wants to listen to us plug uh, sponsors for five minutes in a podcast unless we're making fun and entertaining and different and exciting and and you're more likely to want to sit through it. That's why we do it. Just, that's just it. And it works. They like it. They've I, it never works. once we've had feedback where people were like, whoa, now pull yeah, it back. Don't do that. Yeah. No. Never once. They like that. They like that stuff. Never once. You know what I like, Jeff? I like to eat. What do you like? Which is exactly what both of us are about to go <laughs> I'm do. Starving. Yeah. Right now. I actually have a meeting here very soon. So ah. I'm going to do that and then I'm going to eat. Well, ladies so. and gentlemen, thank you for stopping by, catching this live, or continuing to listen to us on whatever platforms you catch us. If you uh, have the opportunity to rate the podcast wherever you listen, stop over on YouTube, hit the like button, which we didn't plug today. Leave a comment, the usual stuff. It goes a long way. You don't have to give us your money, but if you want to, it's patreon.com slash lag TV. Thank you so much once again, guys. We will see you guys all next week for some more Technical Alpha. And until we see you then, please stay safe out there. Wear masks. Wash your fucking hands. Don't listen to your government officials when they tell you to go back to work, because guess what's a bad idea? We'll see you guys next week. And until then... Peace! Oh, Jeff, I closed the audio out again, but that's okay. I got it here. Peace!